Okay, Boker Tov, Shavua Tov. Today's daf is the last daf in Erevin, daf Kufhei in Erevin. We learn for a full shleimah for Tova Miriam Basdevara Mindel. <coughs> we'll start from the Mishnah on Kuf Dalavid Bey's yesterday's daf. Sheretz Shanimsa B'Mikdash. If you find a dead Sheretz and Mikdash, we've explained many times in the to- that many of you said that the only being which is Tomei Midaraisa when it's alive is a Jewish human being. Uh, Minatora. Nobody else, there's no such thing as a Nida or a Zav or anything by a Goy. They're Tommy Mirabonan, but Mirabonan, there's no Tuma by a Goy or by any live creature whatsoever other than a Jewish, uh, Jewish live person. Uh, all animals are not Tommy while they're alive. They're only Tommy when they're dead. And uh, this is what we've, we, we're mentioning here now, the Sherets. There's, there's, uh, eight, there's eight Shrotsim, which are Tommy. When they're dead, only when they're dead, and um, when they're alive, they're not tummy. So here we're talking about when you find a dead sheretz in the base of mikdash. What do you do? Sheretz in of mikdash. So you have two problems. Number one, it's tummy. Number two, if it's Shabbos, how do you get rid of it? It's muktzah. What do you do? So sheretz in of mikdash. is the first opinion. Well, the best thing is get rid of it as soon as you can. So. Pick it up with your belt. Let a Kohen, who's in the base of Megdash, let him pick it up with his belt. His belt is really like a sash. It's a big belt. And pick it up without touching it. Don't touch it because otherwise it'll become tummy. Won't be able to uh, work in the base of Megdash. Sheretz, Omnam, it's not like a dead person, which is matame you for, for seven days, but it's tummy for a day. Won't be able to continue doing the avoda. So, <clears throat> so he should, so the first opinion of Rav is pick it up with your sash. The Kohen should pick it up with his belt. And take it out, take it outside that way. I wait a minute. Won't his belt become tummy? Yes, his belt will become tummy, but his belt is a cleat. And it's it's a rishon. It's a rishon latuma. The sheretz is a is a avatuma. It'll make the belt a rishon latuma. And a rishon latuma is not metami a person. So the kohen who touches the belt, it won't. What about carrying it? Carry a sheretz, not metame, bemasa. Only bemaga, only when he touches it. So even though he's carrying it, but he's not touching it directly, the sash will indeed, his belt will become tummy. That's a little bit of a problem. But as we'll see, Rabbi Yochum Broker says, better that the belt should become tummy rather than have the tummy sit there, sit there for a while till you figure out some other method to get rid of the dead sheretz. Rabbi Yudas says, no. Rabbi Yudas says, better wait a minute. Don't let the tum, don't let the belt, don't make the belt tummy. Rather, uh, better pick it up with a, a piece of wood. Sevet really is like a tong, but it's not, you know, like a formal clee, uh, like we would think of, uh, you know, like a, a pliers or something like that, or a tong made out of eights, which means, means a, wo- a wo- piece of wood, which is not makabal tumma. Pick it up with that. Shalala Rabbis is a tumma. We don't want more tumma. What are you going to make the bell tumma too? I it might take a few minutes to go find a piece of wood or a, or a wooden tong, something that won't become tumma. Better to wait a little bit and not be matame the belt. Okay, so that's the first issue. In other words, whether you find it in the, uh, part of this applies, uh, you know, even not on Shabbos. You just find a dead sheritz at the base of English. So what do you do? Is it better to pick it up with your sash 
and make the sash tummy, but get rid of it immediately. Or better, wait a few minutes until you can find a piece of uh, a piece of uh, of wood to pick it up that way. You know, pick it up in a piece of wood that won't be tummy. So you're you're extending the period of tummy in the base of Migdash, but you're not making anything tummy. That that machlokas could be even if it's not Shabbos. But we're talking about on Shabbos. Shabbos also have the issue of of uh, muksa. It's muksa on Shabbos. Now mehechametzia on Shabbos. On Shabbos, this is this question we really want to deal with on Shabbos. How far do you take it out? Now, if you're in the middle of the week, all right, so the issue is simply, do you get your, do you, are you matame your belt and get rid of it right away? Or do you look for a piece of wood? But whenever you find it, take it, take it out of the whole base of Migdash, take it out of all the grounds of the base of Migdash, right? That's what you should do for sure. But on Shabbos, when you have the additional issue of muktzah, so how far you're, you're as long as you're touching it and carrying it out, you're 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 over in a derbanan of muktzah. How far do you go out? So mehechamotzin, how far do you take it out? So the first opinion is menahechol umenaulam miben ulmas bech. The most holy parts of the base of mikdash, the hechol itself, the ulam, which is the uh, the opening area, the area the. Um, the, the prose door that leads into the Heichal, let's call it, right? The, the hall leading into the Heichal. And between the Ulam and the Mizbech, the Mizbech is right outside the Ulam. But those are the holiest parts. That's enough. Don't take it any further. You don't have to take it out of the whole Lazara. Divir of Shemanas. If Shemanas' opinion, you know, since you're, you're, it is an Isra of Shabbos, it's an Isra of Rabbonim, which we're, of course, we're makel with in the base of Migdash, Ainshvus Migdash, but only so far. That's a, it's good enough to take it out of those places. Rabbi Kivomer, any place where if you would come into the base of Mikdash, meaning the whole Azara, where if you come into the base of Mikdash in a state of Tuma, you'd be That means the whole Azara. So you take it out of the whole place. Take it out. Take it out of there. Okay, you got to get rid of the whole thing, even on Shabbos. Of course, in the weekdays, when there's no Isra Mukta, take it. Of course, take it all the way out of the Azara. But on Shabbos, Shemunah says, it's Mukta, just take it out of the holiest places. And uh, Reb Kiva says, no, any place where you're not allowed to bring Tumen, meaning the entire Zohar, you got to take it out of there. Rishar Komakomos, what about the other places? What does that mean? What, what other places? According to Shemananas, it means the rest of the Azara. According to Reb Kiva, it means the Lishchos, the chambers on the sides of the Azara. And if you find, if you find it over there, uh, or if you have to remove it uh, to that spot on Shabbos, it's enough just to take a pot and put it over the, you know, uh, turn over a pot on top of the uh, lizard or whatever it is, the, the dead lizard, the dead uh, sheret, and cover it up, and then after Shabbos, you'll, uh, you'll remove it. In other words, you don't have to go any further than that. Even according to Akiva, you don't have to take it out of the whole Harabais, just take it out of the Azara, and, but you could leave it in the chambers, you don't have to take it out, out of there. Rabbi Shimon ends off the, mes- the mes- Mishnah and the Masechta with an interesting thing, which apparently has nothing to do with our Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Makam Shetir L'cha Chachamim, the place where the Chacham are matter for you, Shemishacha Nasen L'cha, they are matter your own thing. What does that do with our Mishnah? We'll see what this means. It means to say is that, is that all the Yisurim here are Yisur and Drabonan, and when we're matter, we're really matter your own. In other words, when, when I'm matter something, I'm not matter really, uh, I'm not being makel over here. When I'm being makel, I'm really being uh, just giving you back what's yours, meaning it's all it's no Isra Daraisa anyway. We'll see what this refers to. And then he says, But you're only matter something only because of Shvus, because it's a Drabonan anyway. What does that really mean? It's not clear what those words mean until we see the Gemara. Amrav Tavi Bar Kisna Amr Shmuel. 
says a very strange, strange thing. We just said if you find the dead sherets in the base of Migdash, you got to take it out as soon as you can, right? Take it out, either take it out immediately and be metame the belt that the coin's wearing, or, or, um, Look for, look for, you know, take a few minutes, find a piece of wood and get rid of it. You got to get rid of it, even on Shabbos, even though it's in your muktzah, you take it out. He says, interesting, If you bring in something which is Tomei Sheretz, Tomei Sheretz, whenever we use the lesson of Tomei Sheretz, Tomei Meis, we mean it became Tomei via that item. So a Sheretz is an Avatoma. Uh, if a, if you brought in, let's say, a pot, a clee, or a baguette, anything which touched the sheretz, that's a tomei sheretz, that's a rishon. If you bring it into the base of Migdash, you're chayev for bringing in something to the base of Migdash. Rashi says, Ki es Migdash Hashem time, you're chayev achatos, b'shogu, koros b'zadun, ki es Migdash Hashem time, anything you bring into the base of Migdash, kol shenitim v'sheretz, even a rishon, anything that a sheretz touches as a rishon l'tumma, you're chayev. Okay, that's very simple, we know that already. But here's the issue. Sheretz atzmo putter. But if you're bringing a sheretz itself, a dead sheretz, of course, we're talking about it. live sheretz is not tome. A dead sheretz, you're putter. That's pretty strange. If a dead sheretz touched a garment or a clee, you're chayev. If you bring in, if you bring in the dead sheretz, you're putter. Well, that's a pretty strange thing to say. This is my time. What's his reasoning? Amar Kra, the Pusik says, Mizachar and Nekeva to Shalchu. Pusik in Bamidbar, Perakhei. Pasuk uh, Gimel talks about Tzaru uh, Azov called Hamish. He says, "Mizachar ad nekevet shalechu." Send him out. El michutz lamachin outside the base of Migdash Shachum. Vlo yitamu es machaneim asher nishochem besochem. Don't be metami the base of Migdash where I live there. So it says, "Mizachar nekevet shalechu." Mishi eshlo tara b'mikvah. Ah, anything which can become tara in the mikvah, that's what is tame that you can't bring into the base of Migdash in your chayiv if you did. Yatsa sheretz ain lo tara, but a sheretz you keep in metame. That's the famous klal of you know tovel b'sheretz biyado. Right? If you go into the mikvah with a dead sheretz in your hand. You know, we, what's your mikvah doing? It's like, you know, like you're, you're trying to do something good while you're doing something bad, right? So, uh, Sheretz, he can't, even, so he's a strange thing. The only thing that you're chayev on the base of Mikdash is if something which can go, something which uh, can become uh, tahar, something which became tameh, a kli or a begat touched a Sheretz, you have to, he has to go to the mikvah. So, and if he didn't go to the mikvah yet with it, if it's tameh, you're chayev if you bring it to the base of Mikdash. But if you bring it the dead Sheretz itself, the source of the tumah, he says, you're potter. Obviously, potter of a lusher. It's not a proper thing to do, bring your but still potter. That's pretty strange, right? So he says, which is a very far out thing to say, as we'll see, we're going to knock that off at him. We're going to refute that. Let's bring a proof. The same pusig mizachar nekevet shalechu. The brisa says prat leklicheres tivrebi asaygluli, excluding klicheres. Right? It says only zachar nekevet, meaning something which could become tummy in the first or the second degree, either right or like meaning avatum or even a rishon. That has to be sent out of the base megdash. You can't have that in the base megdash. Excluding a klicheres, a klicheres, an earthenware vessel is not is is not included. Is not you're, you're not chayiv if you bring that in. Why not? My time. Why not a klicheres? Lab mishum de lesli tar mikvah. A klicheres, you know, if it becomes tummy of me- anything metal, you can be metarit. Metarit in different ways, right? Got to put it in the mikvah. 
after you're kashered, if it has to be kashered, it has to be tovel, etc. But you can be tired. A klicheres, you have to break. There's no way around it. Can't, it has no tarot. So mainly you're saying that what? Just like a klicheres, you see your pot if you bring it into the base of Mikdash, the same, what, if it's, even if it's Tameh, because it has no tar in the mikvah, apparently that's the reason why. So same thing, a sheritz, which has no tar in the mikvah, also your pot says, no, 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 no. No, Mishnah The reason why klicheres, your potter, if you bring it into the base of Migdash, if, it, if even if it was tamei, me, uh, why? La uh, The reason is, is not because it has no tar in the mikvah. Mishnah The only thing that the reason we, the reason we say mizachar in the cave is to show you, just like a person can become an avatuma or even a rishon, a person is an avatuma if he's a zav. Or if he touched a dead body, you go to a funeral. Uh, a mess is avosatuma. If you go to a funeral, you or you come in contact with a dead body, you're an avatuma. So a person can become a tuma. Or if he touches a person who was at the funeral, he's a rishon latuma. So misha nasa avlatuma yotziklicheres ain't nasa avatuma. Klicheres can never become avatuma. Why not? Why not? Because there's two ways to become avatuma. Either uh, if a zav, a zav is a person who's gone to reef, he sits on, he is an avatoma. If he sits on something, that item is also an avatoma, just like him, right? In a way, he's an aviavosatoma, but he, if he sits on something, but only something that's being capable of being sat on, like a chair, like a, a wooden chair, even a wooden chair uh, can become a, 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 a zav. It's not a pshute kliates, it's a chair, or made out of metal, but not klicheres, which is not made to sit on. If you sit on a klicheres, it crumbles, it breaks. So he says, Yatsikli Khershain and Nasavatuma. It can't become an Avatuma. And also, what about if a Klicheris is in a as an Oala mess? So in that case also, because the Pusik only refers to things which which can become Tommy Rashi explains by a mess and if it becomes tummy mess, if you're in a, you have to go through a purification process of seven days, and the third and seventh day you got to get sprinkled with the mechatos, and the seventh day you uh, and then you have to go to the mikvah. Whereas opposed to the uh, klicheres, which is not the capable of going, is not capable of becoming going through the purification process. So he says the reason why uh, the reason why a klicheres is you're not chayvon is because it can't become an avatuma. There's no way it can become it can't become tum by a zav, it can't become by a mess. Mishinas avatuma yotzik klicheres and nas avatuma. In other words, the reason, why, whereas a sheritz, of course, is an avatuma. So you want to say, he started off by saying, you know, you bring a dead sheritz into the base of Mikdash, you're potter. Why? Because it has, because it can't, has no tar in the mikveh. No, that's not a reason. Where do you get that? Because there's no tar in the mikveh. The pasuk that you want to darshan from Mizachar uh, the Keva telling you what, excluding klicheres. Why? You think it's excluding klicheres because it has no tar in the mikveh? The reason it's excluding klicheres because klicheres can never become an av hatuma. Rashi explains that, Rashi, interesting Rashi, Rashi says, ravchohi a person or a kli can only become a from an avatoma. A klicheres cannot be an avatoma. And therefore, therefore, if you bring a klicheres, which is Tommy, since it can't be an avatoma, even if you, something that could be an avatoma like a person, even if he's a rishon and he comes to the base of Megdush, if he touched something else, if he touched a uh, sheretz, he can't come into the base of Megdush. He's Tommy, he's, he's also to come in. But a klicheres cannot become an avatoma. For one of two reasons, it can't become by a zav because a zav can only be matami things that that are that you can sit on, so like a, what's what's called a, a medras hazav, or uh, by a dead body. But a dead body cannot become a klicheres can cannot get cannot become an avatuma. 
it's it's tummy, but it's not an avatum. If it's if a klicheris is in a, in a room with a dead body or in a funeral, it's also tummy, but it's not an avatum. And the the drush of of mizachar and the keva shows you that a person who's tummy, a person can be an avatum or can be a rishon tuma. Right, so therefore, that's what's also to come into the base of Migdash. But a klicheris, which is can become tummy, of course, you got to break it, but it can't be an avatoma since it can't be an avatoma. Therefore, it's excluded from the from the chiyuv of bringing it. To base. Of course, you shouldn't bring a klicheris which tummy to base Migdash, but you're not chayev for it. So therefore, you can't learn out sheretz from there. Uh, a, a dead sheretz itself, you can't say that a dead sheretz that you bring in the base makes your putter. Dead sheretz is an avatuma, so you can't bring it in. So we discount what Rav Tavi Barkisson says. The Gemara says, "Well, maybe, maybe let's not discount it. Maybe that's good for the machlokus in our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, we see a difference between Rabbi Yochanan, uh, Rabbi Yochanan Broka, and Rabbi Yehuda. Whether is it more important to get rid of the tumor right away, or is it more important?" To be concerned about spreading the tumah, about the belt of the coin becoming tumah, lemi katanoi, shavashinim sub migdash, koimotzi behemno, shalalishis atomah, devrevachim broke. says, listen, get rid of it right away. I don't care if the belt becomes tumah. Gotta get rid of it. So he's very mockbit about the tumah. So maybe he would hold that you can't bring a sheritz tumah into the base, a dead sheritz, you can't bring it into the base mage. He says, get rid of it. Rabbiunam or bitsevet, shalets, motzi shalal rabbasis atumah. Not so bad. Not so bad. It's better if the tumah sits in the base of migdash a little bit. It's not so bad. But, but don't be metal. Tommy, anything else? Don't be metame the coin's belt. My love, welcome if the man don't mishal delicious. The one is a slave like suffer. Don't get rid of it right away. Get rid of it. I don't care if you get the belt, Tommy. Get rid of Tuma right away. And therefore, maybe he's more machmer and says you can't bring a sheritz in a dead sheritz into the base of Megiddo. He says you're chayev. Of course, you can't bring it in. You putter of Allah, even though it's butter, putter of us, but you're, are you chayev for it? He says get rid of it right away. So he's more machmer. He says a sheritz you'd be chayev for. Man rabos. And the one who says what better. To wait and find some wooden instrument, a shoot create so it shouldn't be matami your, your belt. Not so bad to have tum in the base of Migdash, but, but, but don't be matami anymore. Maybe he holds it your pot. It's not so bad to have tum in the base of Migdash. Everybody agrees that you're high. If you bring a day, if you bring in a kli, uh, if you bring in a garment, which is, or any utensil, which is Tomei, uh, in, which is Tomei, even the first degree, you touched a Sheretz, a Tomei Sheretz, touched a Sheretz, if you're high for that, certainly, if you're high, you're high, if you bring in a dead Sheretz itself, everybody says you're high. And Rav Yudah, and our mission is simply, it's better to leave Tomei, uh, is, is better, better to, um, in other words, it's a bigger chumrah to leave tumah there. In other words, shehuya tumah better to leave the tumah there longer. And one says no, that it's better to. In other words, what's what's worse? The question is, which is the bigger chumrah? The what Rabbi Yochum says, better not to leave the tumah there at all. I don't care if the belt is tumah, it becomes tumah. Uh, leaving it there is worse. And one says, no, afushe tumah, if it's worse to make more things tumah, therefore let the tumah sit there a little bit, but don't, don't be matami the belt. Wait and go find a piece of wood. Ella, so maybe this, this same question that Rav Tavi Barkisna raises about bringing a dead chariot directly into the base of Migdash, and he says, your potter, maybe it's like the other machlokas we saw in the Mishnah. The Tanan, the second part of the Mishnah says, specifically on Shabbos, the first part refers to Shabbos too, but refers even to the weekdays, right? That uh, um, about about uh, here we're only talking about Muktzah. When it's on Shabbos, the issue, how far can you take it out? We're, we've already discussed the issue of, you know, should you 
leave there a few more minutes and go find a piece of wood or better get rid of it right away and be metame the Kohen's belt. But the question is on Shabbos, how far do you take it out? Mechem also, right? Shimonana says, just get rid of it out of the, uh, the holiest parts of the Azara. As Rabbi Kiva says, take it out of the whole Azara. My love of Kamiki, from the whole Azara, low, Savar Hamach Nasher, it's a Migdish Potter. He says, you don't have to take it outside of the whole Azara, just get rid of it, like Shimonana, it's just take it out of the main parts, the, the holiest parts. So he says, if you bring it into the Azar, it's not so bad if you bring a Sheretz in. You just got to get rid of it. Just don't leave it in the holiest parts. Amandam Mikulas are the ones that says, no, yeah. Rabbi Kivu says, you have to take it out of Azar, Ksavar, Yechayev. Again, the Gemara says, no, that's not the Machlokas here. The Machlokas here is Rabbi Yochan and Shnei Mikrecha Darshu. In other words, it's this funny way he answers it, but he says, no, they both hold, like we say, everybody says to bring in a, uh, a Sheretz tummy into the base of Migdosh, a dead Sheretz, of course, Yechayev. Right, like Rashi explains. Everybody says agrees with that. In other words, we're really discounting what Rabbi Tovi Barkisan said. The machlokas here between Rabbi Shimon Benanis and Rabbi Kiva is in the following pasuk. The pasuk says in Divrei Yamim, when Chizkiyo became took over and he 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 wanted to remove all the idols from the base of Migdash that his father had put there. It says by Avoa Kornim the Kornim came inside base Hashem inside the Heichal Latire to purify. They took out all the idols. Yeah, idols are also metame, Rashi says, but oh well, it's pretty much bit rabbona, sort of a metame, but oh well. Not sure if that's a doraiz or drabona, but the, the halach is it's metame, but oh well. So anything, it, if, if they're in there at all, they're metame anything else in the base of Migdash. So therefore, you have to, um, you have to, um, they, t- they took everything out. They went to take all the idols. They took out everything they found there. They first took it out, get it out into the chutzr, get it outside of the heichel. The heichel is an ohel, obviously, so you have to take it out of there because anything found in there would be tome. So first take it out. By, and then in the chutzr, once, once they were outside, in the azor of a yekablu halavim, the levim took it from them, take it out to be destroyed in Nachal Kidron. Mar Savar, Midishni, Mazar, Levim, why did you have, why, in the Kornim took it out from the uh, Heichal, and in, once inside the Chatzar, they gave it to the Levim. Why? Why wouldn't the, why wouldn't other Kornim then continue to take it out? Right? Because this is Tumma Be'azara Leka. There's no Tumma in the Azara. In other words, Tumma Be'azara Leka doesn't mean there's no Tumma. Rashi means that, Rashi says that there's no, uh, there's no Chumra there. In other words, it's not so bad if it's in the Azara. It says that's like Rishim Benanas. It says, you see, it's not so bad if there's Tumma in the Azara. And therefore, uh, therefore, in the Azara, uh, they switched it from Minishin Be'azara Levim, and they say the Quranim shouldn't do it anymore. Uh, they could do it in the in the uh, uh, in the in the chutzer as once you know as once you get it out to the chutzer it's not so bad anymore so you could stop here and give it over to the levim let they let them continue the process right no the reason is the reason why we switch from Kwan to Levim is because the Levim aren't allowed inside the heichal so as far as possible the truth is there shouldn't be any tum in the azara at all. Because you got to get rid of it. But the reason is, is that, so why did they switch over to Levium? Because as far as the coin, the Levium weren't allowed in the Heichal. So as far as the Kohanim were necessary, you needed Kohanim to take it out into the Chatzar, so you take it out with the Kohanim. Hashdef Shub Levium, Solo there's no reason to be Matam the Kohanim anymore. But the truth is, it's also referred to be in the Azar also. That's Rabbi Kiva's opinion. So the Machlokis in our mission is simply with, with is it also to have Tuma in the Azara or not? 
the Rabbi Shimon Anna says, it's not so bad to have Tumah Niazar, just get rid of the Sheretz from the Heichal and the Ulam and the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, but you can have Tumah in the Azara. That's why they stopped and they, they, they left the Tumah in the Azara and then Levium picked it up later and took it from there. They took all the idols from there. The other one says, no, you can't have Tumah in the Azara either. The only reason they switched to Levium is because you didn't need Kohanim anymore. There's no reason to be Metame more Kohanim who are necessary to the Avodah. At this point, you could use Levium. So it seems that the predominant idea over here in the, in the Gemara is that Rabbi Tavi Bar Kesna is, is not, his opinion is not accepted. And of course, your Chayev, even just like if you bring in a Rishon Latum into the base of Midrash, or you come in yourself, Tame, you're also Chayev if you bring in a Sheretz, a Sheretz itself, a dead Sheretz itself, which is a, which is a Avatoma, if you bring that into the base of Midrash, you're Chayev. Tanar Abonim. Hakon Nechnosen Mehekal. Yeah. Brian? Mm-hmm. The, the Kohen became Tame where they went into the Heichal? Yes. Because they were they were okay. totally Ba'ohel, yeah, right, correct. When they went into the Heichel with you, but but they had to they had to remove it though. But they had to get rid of the stuff. Okay, but they're already tummy. Why not just continue carrying it? Because we're not Mosif. Very good. Because we're not Mosif Tuman Tum. In other words, we don't want to add. They didn't want to use more Kohanim. In other words, they wanted to do this as quickly as possible, get rid of all the idols. So if they would if they would continue taking the stuff out. You would need more kahanim to go inside to remove more of the stuff. They would need need more kahanim to become tummy, and and also just you, you do what's what's only what's necessary. For example, today we don't allow kahanim to go into a funeral, into a funeral, into a cemetery, right? Because of tummy, but they're tummy anyway. We're all tummy anyway, right? What's the difference? The answer is yeah, Mosif tumah You don't you don't they're all tummy. We none of us are tahor because we have no mechatas uh, to be purify ourselves. All the kohanim, as all the rest of us are, are tummy. So why say what's the difference? The answer is you're not Mosif. You don't add on to it. If you fast on uh, just to compare to a fast, you know, if you break your fast because you're sick or you you do the minimal necessary. You don't do more than more than it's absolutely necessary. Anybody can go into the Tanakhama here says that anybody can go into the Heichal to build it for it's necessary for building if you need a uh, you know somebody a kablan to fix it or Latakan to, to repair it or to remove the tumma or mitzvah but it's preferable but all of them Torah ain't mainlo. Anybody can go in. The truth is, the prep order of preference is Kohen and then Levim, then Yisrael. But you can only go in if you're Tor. So according to this, we're saying that if all the Kohanim were Tameh, let's say they were involved in removing the Tumas, right? Now you had to fix, repair the base of Megish. All the Kohanim and the Levim are Tameh. And their Yisraelim, which there are many more of, are Tor. So the Yisraelim go in and they perform what's necessary in the base of Megish, let's say, to repair or to fix. Okay, so that's what this Tana says. Right, So he says it's preferable, not only preferable, in other words, the order is you have to be tar. If you have Kohanim tar, use them. If all the Kohanim are Tameh and Levim are Tameh, use Yisraelim who are tar. Rafuna Rafuna said, Ravkana said otherwise. Ravkana Messiah Kahane. Ravkana supported the Kohanim. Well, you know, maybe he was a coin himself. Kahana, right? Kahana is usually a coin. He might have been a coin, as some Rishonim Rabbeinu Hanal says, he himself was a coin, therefore he 
you know, he was sort of no gambadaber, but he gave his reasoning. Others say, other Rishonim say no, that he was called Kahana because he supported the Kahana. That wasn't his real name at all. He wasn't the Kohen because he supported Kahana. You know, many times you find that the, uh, uh, some, uh, somebody in the Gemara, usually in Amora, is called by a certain name because of a halacha that he was involved with. So it could be that his name wasn't Rav Kahana, he just helped the Kahana. What did he do? The Tundra of Kahana, in talking about a Kohen who's a Balmum. It says he shouldn't come, Ella Parochus Layovo. I may think that since he's not allowed to do the avoda, remember a coin who's a Balmum is allowed to eat kachim. He's allowed to partake in the kachim to eat, but he can't do the avoda. The pasuk says, "Lo yigash, he can't go in to do the avoda." So I might think he can't even enter between the ulam mizbeach to make the beaten plates that they use uh, to cover the walls of the kodesh kodashim. Maybe he can't be involved in that tamalomer ach cholik. It says ach elaparochas. Ach is always a miut. Right, Rashi says Ach and Rak is a Miyad, and and S and Gam is a Reboy. So he says, okay, you're, you're limiting. You can't do this, but not totally limiting. You can't do the Avoda, but he could do this, right? Acholik Mitzvah B'Tamimim. The Mitzvah is to use Kohanim who are not Balimum unblemished. Ancient Tamimim. If there's nobody who's unblemished, Nechnasim Balimumim. Then Balimumim could also do the Avoda, as he just said. Mitzvah B'Tamim. The Mitzvah is for Kohanim who are Tarim to do it. If there's no coin of then and even coin tamayim can go in to do this work. But Rav Kana says that Kohanim, you have to, only Kohanim can do the Avodah, not Yisraelim. So he says basically that a Kohen who's Tomei is a preference over Yisrael. Yisrael can't do the Avodah at all. Better to use a Kohen Tomei. That is, that is opposed to the previous Bryson, which we said, Tan Rabbanim, which said that. You have to be tar. Tar has a preference over Tumah. Even a Yisrael tar has a preference over a coin Tumah. Rav Kana says no. A coin Tumah has a preference and Yisrael can't do it at all. Iboilu. Okay, let's say there's only two Kohanim who are available. One is Tumah. Ubalmum. There's nobody else available. There's nobody who's tar and who's unblemished. You either have a coin who's Tumah or, or a coin who's a Balmum. One is Tumah. One is a Balmum. Which has a preference? Which one goes in to do to do uh, the work in the base Migdash. Now, we're not talking about doing the Avoda, because if it's Avoda Sibor, then, then uh, Tommy is Mutter and Abalmum is not, right? And, uh, but it, we're here we're talking about who goes in to do the work in the base Migdash. Does Rashi help us here with which particular, or let's say, which one do you do to do this work? Rav Barashi Amarav says, Tommy Nechnas. Why? Since you find that it's mutter for him to do avodah sibur, tumahutra b'tzibur, so therefore he has a preference over a balmum, who balmum can't do the avodah, avodah sibur. It's mashmet, the issue is not avodah sibur, we're talking about just to do the, any work in the base of Migdash, to clean things out, to, to, to repair things. Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer says, since you find the heads of Balmum can eat kachim, whereas a person who's tame, a Kohen tame cannot. So which which leniency? Each one has a stringency and a leniency. Which one do you go by? We go by, we have this machlokas. Reb Shimon Omer. So the Mishnah and the Masechah ends with Reb Shimon saying this thing. Reb Shimon said in the Mishnah, if you look at his words in the Mishnah again, What does that have to do with what we're talking about? So Reb Shimon says, Reb Shimon, hey, what's he talking about? It's not going on the words of our mission. We're talking about a dead sheriff over here. What does this have to do with Reb Shimon? What is Reb Shimon talking about? The Tanam we learned before, this is a while back we had this, if a person was coming into the city of Shabbos, 
and it got dark, and he thinks he's outside the Tum Shabbos. He can't come in. In other words, he's gone his 2,000 Amas. He's not within the city at the Tum Shabbos. Afilo Amas, even if he's one side outside of the boundary, lo yikonis, he shouldn't go in. Rav Shimon Amar, Afilu Chameshes Rayama. Remember, Rav Shimon said, even if he's 15 Amas outside of the city boundary of the Tum, yikonis, lefish Amas shochos, the surveyors, the people who measure the Tum, they put up signs, 2,000 Amas, mematsenes amidas, they're not exact. They're not exact, rather, neatom, because people make a mistake. So what they do is, when there's a sign that says, this is the city perimeter, 2,000 amas of the city, it's really much less than 2,000 amas. Let's say it's 1,985 amas. Sometimes they give you a little bit of a leeway, because they know people make a mistake, and they, you know, went out. People either make a mistake coming into the city, and they didn't, they didn't uh, plan it right, or, Rashi says, People go out of the city and come back in, and when they went out, maybe they went a little bit too far, so we're makel for them. So what Rabbi Shimon says, is, so Rabbi Shimon over there seems to be makel. The Tanakhama says, even if you're one ama outside the boundary, you can't come in, right? If you've gone your 2,000 amas already, and now you're within 2,000 amas of the city, but you're an ama beyond that, Tanakhama says, you're stuck. Rabbi Shimon says, no, you're, you could still come in because the boundary isn't exact. If you're at the boundary, it's really, you're already within 2,000 amas, because they're not exact. So the Kamatana Kamalai Kanas for Amalay Rab Shimon Yukanis. Why? Shalowitir Lachal Mishim why? Because what was his Lashman in the Mishnah? Shaitir Lachachachame Mishachanas Lachat. They gave you your own, meaning there wasn't there's no hat. So when I'm being makel over here, don't think I'm being makel, I'm giving you extra fifteen amas. I may I'm just giving you what's yours, because you're already within the Tchum Shabbos anyway. So he's telling you when I was makel, when I rather when I was makel, I wasn't really makel. I'm just giving you what's yours anyway. You're already with I'm not being makel and halacha, you machmer and makel. I'm giving you what's yours anyway. You're already within the Amma, not because I'm more lenient than the other guy, simply because I say when you're an Amma outside of the city, you're not really outside of the city, you're already inside the city, the city boundary. That's one thing that he says. He's, re- he's repeating that. So why does he bring that down over here? Why does he bring it down here? So the Marsha says, the Marsha says, all things of Ervin. All these rules of Ervin, including Trum, we don't hold like Rabbi Kiva, Trum Shabbos, the Raisa, all these things are Rabbanan. Therefore, since it's all drop on it anyway, they're more makel. So that's why it ended off with this. So he's telling you, Rabbi Shimon saying is, don't think I'm makel stam. Yeah, I'm makel over here, but to tell you in general, it's a good idea to be makel. I have a particular reason for it in this case with the 15 Amas, because you're anyway within the city. But then, on the other hand, the last line, the last line of the Mishnah, which is something else entirely, Shimon said two things. That's what I said about the 15 Amas. It's really yours anyway. You're not even outside the city. The last thing is, what's he speaking about there? What do you mean? What do What do you mean? Uh, we're not talking about the shvus here of the, the 15 Amas. I said, you're really in the city. It's a different thing here. Hechakoi, what's he speaking about there? Hasamkoi, the Kamer we had back on the uh, Kuf Beis last week, Kuf Beis and Kuf Gimel, the Kamer Tanakama Koshra. We tell, remember, if the, if your, um, if the Levi's Kinor, if his harp, if the string of the harp uh, um, snapped on Shabbos, what do you do? So uh, the, the Mishnah said, in the Mikdash, you're allowed to tie it. I will open Medina. Okay, obviously in the Medina that would be an Isra Dar Raisa. Okay, if it's snapped on Shabbos, you're allowed to. So we came out, different ways to learn the machlokas between the Mishnah and the Brysa. The Brysa said you can only make a bow, you can't make a knot. 
and we came out, one of the ways was to say that the, uh, the, the Brysa, who says you can only make a bow, is Rab Shimon. He's he, Rab Shimon. And the, and the, uh, the Tanakama is the Rabbanan who hold like Rab Lezer in a case where you had no choice. Remember, Rab Lezer says, even the Chachila, you could be Machal Shabbos in order to do a mitzvah, uh, to, do a, to prepare the Machshirin of the mitzvah. This is the Machshirin mitzvah, even the Chachila, whereas Rab Lezer say, no, only where you had no choice because uh, you, it broke on Shabbos. You had no choice. Before Shabbos, you, if you could have done it before Shabbos, then we wouldn't allow you. But if it snapped on Shabbos, even the Rabbanan say that you're allowed to, you're allowed to tie it because they hold like, uh, they hold like Rabbi Lezer partially. Bechadah, the Machshir Mitzvah Dochen, Gon She'iyev Shalas, if you couldn't have done it yesterday, so the Rabbanan are more mekels. Rabbi Shimon says no. Uh, uh, I mean, the Rabbanan are mekel like Rabbi Lezer there, and they say you could even make a knot. Whereas on whereas Rabbi Shimon says no, you can only make a bow, right? Not like Rabbi Yudah says that a bow is the same as a knot. Rabbi Shimon says you can only make a bow. Why? Because a bow is only uh, there's no there's no in doing a bow, so there's no chashash that you'll come to do it outside the base of Mikdash also. Whereas if you make a knot in the base of Mikdash, even though it's a tzorah chavoda, and you might say you can make a knot in the base of Mikdash too, it's part of it. Just like you can shecht, you could also uh, make a knot in the harp, which is necessary as part of the avod in the base of Mikdash. But Rav Shimon says, no, better just to make a bow. Why? And here he explains, back in the Gemara, the Kometan, Oh, only make a bow. If I make a bow, I won't come with the What does that mean? Because even if I also make a bow in the, in the harp outside the base of Migdash, I'm not going to be a Chayv Chatas. Whereas Charlotte Arban, they, they were Arban said you can make a bow in the base of Migdash. If I make a knot in the base of Migdash, even though Technically, you could say it's part of the avoda, and you're allowed to do it in the base of Migdash, but I don't want to do it, because if I do a knot in the base of Migdash's harp, I might come to make a knot also in the harp outside the base of Migdash, and then I'd be chayav because that's really an iser. It's one of the third malachas, so the Rabbanan didn't allow you to do it. So he's going on that. So in other words, so why didn't Rabbi Shimon mention? Because we were taught, we really could have, this is really part of the whole discussion back in Kuf Bey's, uh, to Kuf Gimel and the last, these last few bletter in, in general, we're talking about them between Beis Hamikdash and outside Beis Hamikdash. So it could have said that Allah back and Daf uh, Kuf Gimel when we brought down Rav Shimon's sheet at the top of Kuf Gimel. But he waited till the end to tell you these ideas that Rav Shimon mentions. He ends off with a nice thing that Rav Shimon says: Number one, that uh, uh, we're only matter things which are which are shvus in the Beis Hamikdash, not things which could be like an Isra del Raisa. And he tells you the idea that in general. You can be makel because because of um, the fifteen amas businesses. Because I'm not really makel; it's simply I'm gifts giving you the chumar, just giving you what's yours. But the the last words in the mission shall you tell mishum shvus is I'm only matzi you something which would be a shvus that you wouldn't come to be over on a daraisa. The last Rashi in, uh, says kshira daosle yichiv chatas but medina. Since if I did it in the base of me, outside the base of me, I'm afraid you might do a Kesher there. So therefore, I'm only matching you to do a bow in, uh, inside the base of Migdash on the harp. And then we had the other opinions there too that says that's not going to help either because it's not going to make a good sound. We saw the different opinions there. And we finished now the Mesech. We'll make the Hadron. We'll start a little bit of Psachim. Alan. <laughs> 
he said a nice word, Rav Biederman, the other day about about you know you, he bought the he bought the chelik bechora right he bought the chelik bechora for for you know a pot of lentils whatever what, what is that you know so is, is, what is it what is it worth so he told the story with a, a guy who bought somebody's olamabah for a very small yeah. amount of money the guy wanted to buy it back I mean, he wouldn't give it to him back he wanted a fortune. He says, what is it? Are you cheating? What is it worth? Is it worth 100 shekels? Is it worth a million shekels? What's chayel kambah? Depends what you make it worth. What is it worth to you? That's what's important. So here we're talking about the Devei Torah. We come and learn every day, because to us, the chayel kambah is worth a lot of money. It's worth giving up part of our sleep. I'll say the Kaddish when we have a minion outside in a few minutes. So we're going to start now learning which we have we have the the rest of the winter to will complete right before Pesach we complete it. So right in time for Pesach we'll have learned all the halachas of Pesach and Bezus Hashem. We'll have, by then the Corona will be gone. We'll have the base of Migdash. We have the uh, I think it's the fifth parak Tambinishcha right uh, that we'll have the the fifth parak Tambinishcha. We'll learn about Shchitas Harishech uh, the carbon Pesach. We'll do everything. We'll do everything just right. Many halachas are involved in Pesach. We all know, everybody knows you can't eat chametz, and you, can, you have to eat matzah, and you have to bring a carbon Pesach, and you have to keep yontah for seven days, or eight days in chutzlaretz, right? We have all those halachas. What are the main isurim of chametz and matz of chametz? So number one, you can't eat chametz. Everybody knows that. You can't have a gnaw from chametz, right? You can't, uh, you can't have a gnaw from its value. And you're also, like, it shouldn't be any chametz that belongs to you, you shouldn't have in your possession. It shouldn't be seen or shouldn't be found in your house. Besides that, there's a mitzvah of tashbis, so you've got to get rid of it. What does that involve? Does it involve just being mevatel? Does it actually involve burning it, destroying it, tossing it down the toilet, and flushing it down the toilet, destroying it? So those are the shalos that we're going to be discussing. What, is it, what does that do? Lemaisa, we do both. We try, we also do beer chametz, we, we burn it. We also mevatel to be out, say that too. Some say bitel alone is enough. Some say no, you also have to have tashbasa. So we do both. What do you, and one of the, also when do you have to get rid of chametz? Oh, you have to get rid of chametz from the Yadalit. The carbon pestle is brought in Yadalit, and the Lunar Psukhamas will see that you got to get rid of it also on Yadalit. You're not allowed to have from six hours in the day and longer. When you bring the carbon pestle, you can't have any chametz in your possession for the duration of Pesach. So the mission says that you have to, you have to check for it, you have to look for it. Orlar Basar. 
What does or mean? We know in Hebrew it means the evening before, but we don't know that yet in the Gemara, in the Gemara here, right? The Gemara, tomorrow we'll see in the Gemara about how do we know what or means, but it really means the night, the night of the 14th. That means the night after the 13th going the 14th. You take with a, with, the, with a fire, with a flame, you check for chametz. If you never put chametz in there, you know, never bought chametz in there, you don't have to check it. People check every place in the world, but you know, a good idea to buy a new car right before Pesach, you don't have to check. You didn't bring any chametz in there, you don't have to check. That there's, we'll see in the Gemara, they said you have to check two, two rows of in the basement, in the cellar. Uh, what's that? I mean, Sometimes, why would you have to check in the cellar if you don't bring any chametz there? It means it's the place where you bring in chametz. Maybe they have a wine cellar, and once in a while, the, the shamus goes down there, whoever's serving goes down there with his sandwich in his hand to bring up another bottle or barrel of wine. So, uh, if you've got a big cellar with a lot of barrels, you have to check part of the uh, cellar for chametz because he might have dropped a piece of chametz there when he was bringing up a barrel or a bottle of wine. Beshami says, Beshus al Panekolamartaf. Beishami says it's two rows. And as if you've got a whole, a whole cellar full of barrels of wine, let's say 10, 10 by 10 by 10 deep, so you, you have basically 1,000 barrels there, right? So uh, what do you have to check? Beishami says you have to check two whole, two whole faces, meaning 100 barrels and then 100, another 100 barrels. Either It's either one behind the other we'll see or 100 facing you and 100 facing the ceiling, which would really be 190 if you figure it out properly. Beishalomrim. It doesn't mean the whole face of the cellar. It just means two rows. So either the two top rows, the, the, the top row and the row below it, or the top row and the row behind it. So you don't have to a certain amount. All right, we'll continue. We'll learn the mission again tomorrow. We'll start Metzishem Pesach. We should be Zocha to make many more Siyams. Kolakavod, we finish the whole Masechah without ever seeing any, each other in person, right? First time we did that, we did everything on Zoom. All right, have a good day, everybody. Shavua Tov, Hatzlacha. Hatzlacha. Kaltu. Kaltu.